Welcome to the TASM Podcast. I'm Chris Kane with my co-host, Jay Thorne. Hey, Chris. Hi. Okay. Are we done batching for a while? (laughs) (laughs) I think so. I think so. I don't like, I don't know if you feel like I, I, I get to a point where I'm like every week, oh, we should batch. And then we batch for a while and I'm like, that's too much. Let's just do one a week. <laughs> yeah, let's see in your face. <laughs> it's weird. I don't know. I get through these phases. I, I like in all, not just this podcast, like in mm-hmm. a lot of things. I like I batch for a while and then I get sick of it and then I go back to batch. I don't know. How do you feel about it? I think I like having it every week, but I prefer in some ways rigid consistency because if I get off rigid consistency, then I'm batshit crazy in every way and cannot do any kind of consistency, not even like semi-consistency until I'm back to rigid consistency. (laughs) Okay. It's really frustrating. So that sounds like you want to record every week. I prefer it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so what has been going on with your projects as we're nearing the end of 2021? Yeah, I got a few things wrapping up. Uh, my short story a week for the year is wrapping up. So that's in the works. I've got a few nonfiction projects I'm working on. As far as wrapping up stuff, there's not a lot of stuff I can discuss yet. I, I, I mm-hmm. have to be honest, though, I, I'm a little disappointed today because uh, I thought I was going to get an NFT and I missed out. <laughs> I saw that. And what, you so, missed out by what, 20 minutes? I, I don't know. Like, I don't know how fast it sold out. Mike, um, the guy, Mike, who's in Lincoln Park is also like a, a graphic artist and he's heavily into the NFT space. And he created this really cool thing called a ziggurat. 5,000 of them. They're uh, generative music and um, art. And so Ooh. he has all these tracks and they're all unique in how they're mixed and how they're layered together. It's not AI generated. It was manually done, but the combination is, is unique. And the yeah. artwork looked really cool. And I was like, oh, that looks awesome. And I knew that it was going to go on sale to the public at 1 p.m. today. And that's the time that I record Writer's Inc. And I thought, okay, we'll just keep the tab open and Writer's Inc. will be done in 15 or 20 minutes. So I'll just grab one. <laughs> and they were gone. No. They were gone. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, That's hey, what are you cool. going to do? I learned the lesson there. If, if yeah, I really want it, i got to be there right when it opens. You're like, yeah. hey, we need to d- delay recording for two minutes while I yeah, buy right, this. Right. Yeah. But So are uh, you wrapping excellent. anything up for 2021 project-wise? Less wrapping up and more restarting because I took so long off. Not planned, but still great. Just basically the whole summer drive. I didn't really work on anything that was writing oriented. I worked on podcasts, teaching stuff, but did not work on the projects. And last week, the, what, what was it? It was about two weeks ago. I was like, okay, now we're getting back. That was when we had the essential gathering. I was like, that was my first week back to like full-time work. And the second week after that, I was like, okay, this is my catch-up week. My first week was just getting my feet underneath me and figuring out like what I have on deck, like sorting all that out. Week two, I thought was going to be like my catch-up week. And it turned out week three was also actually my catch-up week because all the things that I forgot about and thought I had a whole handle on things, they came up in my brain on week three. So that was my real catch-up week. Basically, that's this week. So now I feel like I actually have more of a handle on things. And like a month and a half, two months ago, I had JP, who for listeners who don't know is my co-host on the Right Away podcast, I had him give me a deadline for that plot a story with tarot 
project that we'd started way back in oh, like spring. Yeah. Yeah. He finished his in June for a submission he uh, was attempting, and mine has just been sitting there. So my deadline was yesterday day before no yesterday so i started working on it yesterday <laughs> and it was like i did not finish it but i replotted it and this is a story that fits into the larger serial world that i'm developing and the serial story that i'm developing it doesn't have any connection to the main plot but the reason i put it in that same world was so that it would prompt me to figure out some other elements of the world building from a completely different angle also i really like the idea of story worlds and everything feeding into each other ip wise and creating all these different funnels so short stories is one way of doing that. I had a really good time of pulling these ideas together, figuring out some really deep world building stuff that will probably not show up in this story at all, but was necessary for me to wrap my brain around things while also making me feel like I'm contributing to that larger project and not just the short story. Sounds like you're getting getting back into an an alignment of sorts. Back into alignment. It's really good. (laughs) I am feeling much more sane than I have in a while. Are you declaring Summer of Chaos officially over? Summer of Chaos is officially over. I think we're looking for a season of stability now. (laughs) All right. I think you're in it. Let's hold on to that. So this week's question comes from something in our Slack group. One of our authors asked, she's having to write her author bio. And so she asked for examples and just trying to wrap her head around it. This is something that sometimes I'm like, oh, I got this. And sometimes I'm like, I have no effing clue. Most of our, our listeners friends are in the no effing clue bucket, particularly if it is for your first published piece. So I think there's two kind of writer bios that you have. One, before you've published anything, slash you've only published a couple things, and then two, after you've published. So I think it would be really helpful if we talked through what the goals are of an author bio. It's so funny that you mentioned it that way, because I feel the same way. I don't know. I'm 12 or 13 years after I first did this, and I'm less certain now of what an author bio should be than I was even four years ago. I don't even know. Yeah, I don't. There's sort of the, you need the real quick, if, if you're going to be part of a promotion or a collection of some sort, and there's a character limit or a word limit, you need like that 150 word version, right? Yep. And that one is pretty, I feel that one's like pretty formulaic, whether yeah. you have one book published or, or several, it's who are you? What do you write? That's, that's about all you get in like the 150 mm-hmm. word version. Beyond that, I'm not real confident in saying I know what a good author bio should look like. Do you? Yeah, I would say, yeah, let's go do the 150 or 300, like max 300 words. This is what is going to go. Uh, back flap of your book, back page of your book. It's got to be short. It's got to be snappy. Let's use that because you could have a whole page on your website, like yeah. with a story, and that's a different thing. So let's yeah, let's definitely narrow our our, our vision to the the shorter version. Okay. The easiest one to define is the author who's written several books. Your goal of writing an author bio specifically for your books is to tell other people what you've written so that they can find it. For some trad pub authors, it might be like they write for this newspaper or this journal, and also they wrote this other book. For indie pubs, it's gonna be like they wrote the best-selling whatever series, whatever your biggest thing is that they're not currently reading, you want to redirect them. Now, are most people going to read these? Probably not, but some do. And so you want to use every opportunity you have to tell people how to find you. That's the purpose. 
Do you think identifying some genre specifics are important in that short bio? If you are a narrowly genre writer, yes. I think that focusing in on that idea of like what your style is, is really helpful for the authors who don't have anything else published or who have very little published. As we're talking about this, I'm like, this is what Dana Kay talks about in, when she gives presentations and also her book, Your Book, Your Brand, of knowing who you are as an author and what you offer to readers. So I think that you are on the right track there when you're like genre elements, except I'd say, what is it that you as an author quintessentially offer? That might be your bio. Say you are a women's fiction author, which in itself is such a, every women's fic author complains about the the genre women's fiction because it basically means mainstream fiction that happens to be about women. So it's just so wide and empty and that's a whole different soapbox. But anyways, I can't just say I write women's fiction. No one cares. Um, What you might say is Lena Emanuel writes fiction about women with broken families who find strength and connection through um, some gambling. There you go. That'd be amazing. There you go. Somebody make that their thing. That is amazing. That would also be very interesting. Strength through connection through their weaknesses. I don't know. Like, but you find something, you basically your sales pitch. If, you just feel the need for it to look longer then you can say more about where you are and your cats and all that but that's not actually interesting no one actually cares about that that's really just fluffer filler for you to say hey that looks long enough unless those are actually really important elements that show up in your books all the time her books are generally based in the New England area drawing from her lifetime of living there or whatever. Everything should tie back to what you offer in your books. Yeah, that seems pretty straightforward. It's difficult because most of us don't know what it is we write. We're not super conscious about it. Yeah. Yeah. And the approach is, is almost, you almost have to be like a journalist in a way, right? You're writing in the third person. Do you write in the first person? Do you have thoughts on that? I default to third person for back of books for, if you have a media page on your website, a really good idea is to have several different versions of your about you when that's 150 word, the 300 word, the formal, the informal is like a media packet, but that's not something for first time authors to worry a cent about. That's only for if you are starting to get invited or one of your goals is to get invited to conferences and literary things. On your website, you might want to turn that into, depending on what your personality, your brain's personality is, you might want to turn that into the first person. Hi, welcome to my page. I'm so-and-so. I write. You need to just flip it all around and add the pizzazz on there. But on the back of books, I think it should be third person. Yeah. Inside the book, you could have, if you're like, about the author, hi, this is, or the note from the author, then I think that's personal. And those are my, there's no reason. I don't have a, like, a, a thought-out reason for that. I might have subconscious reasons for that, but that's just my default idea of what I think fits best. What about the longer form about me page kind of thing. Do you have a version of that? I don't as an, do I as an author? I'm thinking of what I have on my romance. I do more for my nonfiction. And that's simply because as we've put up our services page, I had to think through that. But that is more of a sales page than it is an about me, but it blends the two ideas for me in that manner. Now, when I went to make my nonfiction slash 
author mishmash bio for when I appear on others' podcasts. Um, I took the mental approach of what would a mediocre white man who thinks he's the shit would do (laughs) and just made it as braggy as possible. That actually works. I feel very uncomfortable about it. I'm better with it now because I've sat with it for, I don't know, like six months or something. And I've used it several times. I think I can find relatively quickly. I'll share it because it just feels so braggy uh, (laughs) and over the top. Here it is. And I think I've edited it since then. This is the the first draft I think I did, and it might be a little bit different now. Through her super secret alias, Chris Kane has gone from homeless to six figures selling over... 300,000 copies of her books. Her writing supports a life at adventures, including but not limited to living in Costa Rica, driving across the U.S. in a van for three months, and jumping across country borders as often as possible, generally legally. And she's now on a quest to publish science fiction and fantasy under her own name. When she isn't writing, she teaches craft and business to the author community at the Author Success Mastermind with Jay Thorne and talks about the writer life on the Right Away podcast with J.P. Reinflesh. Nice. That's not that braggy. But to write it, I had to make myself like just say, be as braggy as possible. No one else is going to perceive it that way. But I think that's a mindset that people need to put themselves into. Pretend you're writing it for your best friend and you want everybody to know how awesome they are. What would you put in there for your best friend that you don't dare put in there for yourself? And the other thing I like about yours that I think would work, especially for authors who haven't published anything yet or only have uh, minimal publications is that it doesn't all have to be about the writing or the book. You can include elements of your professional life or your hobbies or a passion. And ju- that's just a, it's just a little taste. It's a little seasoning that, that adds to your bio that doesn't have to be tied to the books that you've written or published or not in whatever case. I will say that the choices of what like life elements I put in there, I did choose to give specific flavor as to how I teach, how I write, how I share things. I'm a little crazy. I'm a little wild and I'm going to say it this way because my brain is not thinking words right now and a little illegal sometimes and by illegal I mean like not following what everybody says. Those are the life details I pulled to all contribute towards what my brand image is. I didn't necessarily do that consciously in that moment, but because I've been doing so much brand thinking over the last year or more, looking at it, I can tell that's what I was doing subconsciously. It's a good model. It's a good template in a way, right? So my advice is either embrace mediocrity and bragging or how you would write it for your best friend and then try and have everything pushed back to what it is you actually are doing or writing. That is and sound point advice. to your next books. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> point, yeah, point to yeah. your work. Whatever your work is, whether it is art, whether it is nonfiction, whether it is fiction, see how you can point them to another thing. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Excellent. For our listeners, if you have your author bio, why don't you share it with us? And if you don't, this is a challenge to write one. Even if it's terrible, please share it with us. Do you want to um, give them any then, constraints? Like, do they have to have hundred, Let's under- do 150. Let's do 250 words. Um, 250 words. Okay. Yeah, because you can always cut it down and it's difficult. I have cut mine. That one that I shared, I think, is closer to 300. And I have cut it down to 150 word version for other people. So I think 250 words is a good place to start. All right. Sounds like fun. 
Thank you so much for joining us this week. If you would like to join in on these conversations in real time, you can check us out at www.theauthorsuccessmastermind.com. Excellent. See you next week. Oh, no, that's not our, our call out. There's my, there's my blooper. <laughs> You're like, okay, I was like, bye. How? We did, I was like, we didn't have a blooper. There it is.